story time. I'm Dr. Laura Tad, psychological and spiritually oriented astrologer and wellness mentor and coach. In this episode, I discuss Venus in Leo, Venus going retrograde later this summer, how to work with some of this powerful energy, and why it is important to acknowledge where we learn our information from and the importance of giving credit to the elders. Enjoy. So it's been a rather absurdly long time since I've put anything out on this podcast. And part of that is life gets busy and I'm doing a variety of things like everyone. And part of it I've recently unpacked for myself is a inner resistance to putting too much content out there. And I thought before I dive into the astrology itself and some of what's going on right now, I'd share with you just the process that I've been going through and unpacking because it may be helpful to some of you listening. So one of the things that I have uncovered for myself is as much as I have lots of information to share, I know that there are thousands and thousands of astrology videos and posts and YouTube videos and Instagram and TikTok and on and on and on variations of astrologers talking about the current astrology of the moment or historical astrology or astrological phenomena. And the result of that is while there's a lot of fantastic stuff out there, there's also a lot of mediocre stuff out there and there's a lot of inaccurate stuff out there. And for those who don't speak astrological babble, you know, it can be difficult to know what is accurate and what is not. And even when there is a lot of accurate information out there, for an individual speaker, teacher, astrologer to get recognition, there can be so much static out there that cutting through the noise is hard on a good day. So what I have found for myself is even though I know I have a lot to offer, I can be hesitant and procrastinate about putting out my own work out of a pessimistic presumption that I won't cut through the noise. And alternatively, if I do cut through the noise, will I be given credit? Will I get the recognition that not even from an egoic perspective, but from the hyper-academic brain of mine that I believe it's always important to cite where you get your information from. It's important to honor your elders, whether that's a numerical, chronological elder or just somebody from whom you've learned. And so I have a lovely habit of defeating myself at every turn, of not putting content out there because I'm not sure it's going to reach you because there's so much out there. And if it does, and it resonates, will I be recognized? Will I be honored for the work that I'm doing? And if I'm not being honored, there's this inner process. How much of that is egoic? How much of that is, look at me, aren't I fabulous? And how much of it truly is the belief, which I do hold, that it's important to recognize where you get your information from because everything is built upon everything else and 
that's part of how you solidify a foundation is recognizing where the information comes from. It creates a stability to it. So it's not, I don't believe so much about gravitas on my part as much as wanting to ensure that if my work is replicated, that it's acknowledged that it has that foundation, that it's not just pulled out of the ether and regurgitated and then more vulnerable to being continued to be used by others because it was never cited to begin with and people questioning the validity of it because the origin of it is no longer acknowledged. And I know that's sort of a big thing and I think it's something that a lot of people struggle with in all kinds of industries, right? Let's say you're an architect and you're pitching a bunch of ideas to your firm and they run with it and the boss is the one who makes all the money, but it was your idea, right? We see this in all kinds of industry about the need for acknowledgement and then people being hesitant to speak up, to voice their ideas, to forge their own path because of the, the fear that it won't work out. If it's something that is good, will you, will it still be yours? And that it isn't necessarily coming from an egoic perspective. And I think that that's an interesting thing to unpack. And particularly as we look at some of the upcoming astrology that we have with Venus going to have this very long extended stay in Leo. She's just there now. She just got into Leo yesterday, today, June 6th, 2023. She'll be there until October because she goes retrograde so late into Leo. And so Leo being in some ways about ego and pride, but but that also ego and pride gets such a bad rap in our culture, in our society of ego and pride you know, pride cometh before the fall, right? We see it everywhere. But having pride in what you do isn't a bad thing. Ego strength is what we all need to be successful in the world. To be a confident person is standing in your your ego strength and your confidence and your commitment to your, your sense of self and well-being and putting yourself forward. That isn't egoic. It's egoic when it becomes hierarchical, right? That's what we want to be mindful of, is not looking at ourselves as superior, but looking at ourselves, acknowledging what we have accomplished is actually a really important and healthy thing to do. And I do believe that that will be part of this extended Venus in Leo period, because Venus as an archetype, right? She's Aphrodite in Greek mythology, has so much to do with what we love and what we value and what's most important to us. And it can deal with finances. It can deal with the tactile material world that is a part of her expression, particularly in her Taurian relationship, right? Venus governs, is in relationship with, regardless of the sign she is currently residing in, right? She's most associated with Taurus and Libra. And so the Taurian coloring of of Venus is very much about the physical tactile material world, right? An out of balance, overblown Venusian Taurian archetype is all about materialism and overblown consumerism, right? So there is a piece of that with Venus. And when you then, and I use this analogy a lot with clients, but I'm discovering now that, you know, everything is digital, theater gels 
are not used anymore. But when I was in high school and did theater, right, you put a colored piece of plastic over a light to change the color. You have, it's a theater gel, and I often think of a sign and a planet in that sort of interplay. Is that Venus is always Venus. Venus will always be about what we love and value, and about security and about beauty, and regardless of the sign that she is sojourning through. And then you put this overlay of this theater gel of the sign that she is traversing, and so all of this summer and into the fall, she will be transversing through Leo, which is about ego, which is about identity and about playfulness and creativity, and our inner child. And not it can be the inner wounded child, right? There is part of that archetype that's the. Part of us that, particularly those of us that had very difficult, traumatic childhoods, that can be part of the Leo archetype. But in its most elevated expression of the child archetype, it is the magical child. It's that wonderment, that curiosity, that you see in very small children that are wanting to just explore the world with voracity all around them because everything is new and interesting and exciting, and. Connecting with that part of the Leonian archetype again, because we can get so bogged down in the monotony of life, and the world is pretty crazy right now, and there's so much volatility and there's so much uncertainty that we can forget to play. We can forget to connect with joy, which is such a Leonian archetype, and so this can be part of what we are moving into, or part of what we are giving. Base for and the fact that we get this extended stay with Venus in Leo because she goes retrograde at twenty eight degrees Leo on the twenty second of July, rather than just shy of a month, we get her there for four months, right? So she, because in order to go retrograde, the the speed of the planet appears to she appears to move slower, so there's she's sort of slowing down to go backwards, right? And so then there's This much longer sojourn that she's having through Leo, and in doing some of my research on this, what I found is while we've had several Venus in Leo retrogrades that roughly every eight years she goes retrograde in the same sign for a period of time. So we've had one just eight years ago, but this is the first time in any of our lifetimes. That the whole of the retrograde will take place in Leo. It's not occurred before, so this is a different experience for everyone on the planet, because she started her cycles of Venus being retrograde in Leo in the 1950s, and slowly it became more and more and more and more of the sign every eight years, over the last almost 70 years, and. So this is a wholly new experience in some ways because while we've experienced her retrograde in Leo, we haven't experienced the whole of the retrograde in Leo, and so getting her there for so long is going to be new. And this period of time throughout the summer of really reevaluating, right? I always think of a retrograde as putting the prefix re in front of whatever the archetype is. So Venus is what we value. We reevaluate. In part, with her retrograde, that's one of the things we will be asked to do. We re 
value, right? What What is most important to us? And this will be a lot of the summer, is what is most important to us and what have we been telling ourselves we like and want and need, which we don't actually like anymore. Maybe you keep buying a similar color clothing and then it will dawn on you through this retrograde that you actually really dislike the color and you've just been in the habitual pattern of buying it or a style, wearing your hair a certain way. Now, I do caution throughout the summer of not making drastic changes because one of the things that can happen during the retrograde, the Venus retrograde in particular, because she has so much to do with value and commerce and materialism is it can lead to buyer's remorse. So it is good to be cautious about large purchases because we are more vulnerable to buyer's remorse with Venus retrograde because we are changing our minds of what we like throughout that period, particularly the 22nd of July through the 9th of September and or right around then. And so this period of, of re-evaluation, of reassessing what you like, right? So that's where like, you might play with things that are easy to correct, right? So if you get a totally different haircut, hair grows, you know, you might like it and then it changes, right? You might dye your hair a color that you then dyed a different color again or dye it back to the original. You can use this period, this upcoming period as a time of sort of playing around with it. But I do caution folks of making too drastic of changes that are going to be hard to undo if you realize, oh, I actually don't like that. You know, like maybe change your hairstyle some, but maybe don't shave your head where it's going to take months and months and months to get back to the haircut that you had, particularly for women or men with long hair, right? But making some changes can be a fun way of playing with this energy. And again, so much of what we are going to be asked to do and called upon during this time is about reassessing, reevaluating, evaluating what you like, evaluating what you need, and seeing if it's still true. And some things do carry through, some things will carry over, but other things you may find that you've just been telling yourself that you like or need them. And in actuality, you've outgrown them or they don't fit anymore, or whether that's physically, or that's even just you have grown and evolved as a human on the planet and what you once liked, you don't anymore. That can even be true sometimes when it comes to people and the people in your life that maybe you've outgrown. Conversely, very often with Venus retrograde, people from your past show up past loves, past partners can come out of the woodwork with Venus retrograde. And this may be particularly true with it in Leo, because one of the things that Leo governs is love affairs. And so this particular Venus retrograde, it might be more past lovers that show up than old friends or random family members that show up. It may be more likely that it is past loves um, or even experiencing potentially, let's say that you're in a partnership and it's currently feeling stale. Maybe you fall back in love with your partner during this period of time. doesn't mean you aren't in love with them after the retrograde, but maybe it's a period where you fall in love again. You reconnect with why you 
fell in love with them in the first place, or you fall in love with them in a new way. So this is just a little taste of what's to come. I'm, I know I've said it before. I really am going to try to do these with greater regularity. And this is even a little preemptive since we don't have the Venus going retrograde for another six weeks-ish. Um, but she did just get into Leo. And so we are already in some of this Leonian Venusian energy. And it feels very tied into my own self-exploration about my value and the value of what I have to offer you. So hopefully, now that I'm doing this today, I will get back into the rhythm of putting out content and not get caught in the anxiety or apprehension about it not cutting through the static or that if I have something of great value to offer that it will be absconded and used without permission, right? And so along those lines, you know, I've been told that 20% of people will rip you off whether or not you ask them not to. And so you just sort of have to accept that that is the world that we live in. But if I consciously request that if you wish to repeat what I have offered, that's fine as long as you acknowledge where you got the information from, right? Just like, you know, again, I'm an academic. I spent my 30s in grad school. You honor where you get your information. You acknowledge where you got it from, in part because it's the ethical thing to do. But I think energetically, it also has a grounding effect and open space for you to have your own ideas when you are not almost mentally, energetically preoccupied with absconding the ideas of others. So I hope that makes sense. And I hope everyone has a lovely early June. This has been Mythic Sky Storytime. Thank you so much for listening. And I do genuinely hope to be posting a new episode in the coming weeks.